Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Wednesday, November 10th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, we got BTC at $67,012.28, down 0.96%. Number two, Ethereum, $4,727.53, down 1.41%. Binance Coin, number three, $630.47, down 3.89%. Cardano at number four, $2.28, up 6.16%. Tether at number five, $1. Solana at number six, $238.28, down 4.85%. XRP number seven, $1.24, down 2.90%. Polkadot at number eight, $50.37, down 5.00%. Dogecoin at number nine, $0.27, down 3.75%. And last but not least, number 10, USD coin at $1.00. Let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for correction. And what we got today is greed at 75. Yesterday was extreme greed at 84. Last week was extreme greed at 76. And last month was greed at 71. Let's take a look at our five articles today. Article number one is... Why November 14 could be the next big day for Bitcoin. Article two, what is Web3 and why are all the crypto people suddenly talking about it? Article three, Bitcoin crushes all-time record with JP Morgan predicting $146,000. Is Bitcoin the new gold? Article four, Polkadot ETFs in Europe outperform Bitcoin, Ethereum, and traditional finance. And last but not least, our main topic today is I became a Shiba Inu millionaire in just six months from a risky $8,000 bet. Now I've retired at the age of 35. Wow. All right. So before we get into the articles, I just want to say welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Thank you so much to all my subscribers and my supporters. I've been looking at the analytics and I've seen a lot of people listening in to the podcast, whether you're on Apple, Spotify, or Google podcast. Thank you so much. And if you are watching the YouTube video, please like, share, and subscribe. It does help me out a lot. So yes, thank you so much for all your continued support. Let's keep on going. Article number one, why November 14 could be the next big day for Bitcoin. Opening with some volatility, Bitcoin moves back from the high $60,000 and trends to the downside. The benchmark crypto surged to a new all-time high as a result of an increase in institutional investment. The approval and launch of a Bitcoin-linked exchange-traded fund, ETF, seemed to be the main driver. Although the market cooled off for a couple of weeks after a massive rally, the buying pressure returned by the end of the weekend pushing Bitcoin back into uncharted territory and a new all-time bill above $68,000, many expect further downside as the market could continue to cool off and set BTC's price back to its critical support zones at $65,000 or $63,000 if the former falls. However, a recent report by Arcane Research claims that November the 14th could mark yet another historic date for Bitcoin. On that date, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission is expected to issue a decision on the Van X Pot Bitcoin ETF. 
unlike the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, CME, based Bitcoin ETF, a spot investment product could be a bigger catalyzer for institutional adoption. Experts claim that the spot market will offer consumers better trading rates and a more efficient product, Arcane Research said. Anticipations on the SEC decision could be the primary reason for the Bitcoin strength in the recent days, with traders seeking to front-run the response, leading Bitcoin to reach new all-time highs this week's. Despite expectations, the most likely scenario is a rejection of Van X product. The SEC chair, Gary Gensler seems inclined to stop all BTC spot proposals as he believes they would lack consumer protection mechanisms. One week, two major Bitcoin price catalyzers. According to BitBank's crypto market analyst Yuya Hasegawa, Bitcoin saw a decline in its dominance as it consolidated at the low $60,000. This allowed the altcoin market to outperform BTC but suggests capital could flow back to the first crypto by market cap in a short time if it manages to stay on its bullish trajectory. From a macro standpoint, BTC has another reason to refuel its rockets as the U.S. will publish its CPI report, a metric that measures inflation. This week, uh, high inflation expectation has been driving Bitcoin as more institutional investors are using it as a hedge against inflation, Hasegawa said. From the macro side, this week's U.S. CPI could stir up market concern about inflation and push the break-even inflation rate. The market measure of expected inflation higher, which will in turn could fuel another leg up for Bitcoin. Given their strong correlations for the past several weeks, as a press time, BTC trades at $66,864 with a 1.2% profit in the daily chart. So what do you guys think about this? Why November 14th could be the next big day for Bitcoin? Comment down below and let me know if you think that is so. And do you think the ETF span X is going to drive it up or down? Comment down below. All right. Article number two. What is Web3? And why are all the crypto people suddenly talking about it? If you've been pursuing cryptocurrency forums or video games news recently, or spying everything from New York Times job listings to zany Twitter threads claiming that the traditional job interview is about to be replaced by blockchain-based quests, adventures, and courses to prove your worth, you might have run into the term Web3. The term obviously refers to a third generation of the internet. But is it just jargon? The latest sibboleth uh, among people who trade NFTs of cartoon apes for hundreds of thousands of dollars and are already designing their virtual homes in the metaverse. Or is Web3 and the less concentrated version of the internet it represents something that those of us who thought we were still living on Web2 out to know about? The answer to both is probably yes. The answers to your follow-up questions are below. What exactly is Web3? Web3 refers to potential new iteration of the internet that runs on public blockchains. The record-keeping technology best known for facilitating cryptocurrency transactions, the appeal of Web3 is that it is decentralized, so that the, instead of users accessing the internet through services mediated by the likes of Google, Apple, or Facebook, it's the individuals themselves who own and control pieces of the internet. Web3 does not require permission, meaning that central authorities don't dictate who uses what services, nor is there a need for trust. Referring to the idea that an intermediary does not need to facilitate virtual transactions between two or more parties. 
Web3 theoretically protects user privacy better as well because it's these authorities and intermediaries that are doing most of the data collection. Of course, this is all an idealized vision of Web3 sketched out by the blockchain developers and boosters for the future. So it might not be so egalitarian in practice. One element of Web3 that's gaining a lot of traction is decentralized finance, also known as DeFi, which involves conducting IRL in real life financial transactions on the blockchain without assistance from banks or the government. Meanwhile, a number of large companies and venture capital firms are already investing huge sums to build Web3, and it's hard to imagine that their involvement wouldn't amount to some kind of centralized power. So what came before Web3? Web1 and Web2, more commonly known as Web2.0, refer to older internet areas. Web1 covers the 1990s and early 2000s, which was more decentralized and had an emphasis on open source protocols. It was more common during this time to see static pages, essentially sites that you can't really interact with and aren't regularly updated. Web2 covers a period from the early 2000s to today, in which big tech companies run the most popular hubs of internet activity. Another marker of this era is the rise of user-generated content on galaxy-sized platforms like YouTube videos or Facebook posts, the stuff that fuels social media. The internet became a place of active participation rather than passive consumption. Okay, but Web3 is a crypto thing, right? NFTs, digital currencies, and other blockchain entities are going to be crucial for Web3. For instance, Reddit is currently making Web3 inroads by trying to devise a way to use cryptocurrency tokens to allow users to essentially own portions of the communities they participate in on the site. The idea would be that users would use tokens known as community points, which they earn by posting on a certain subreddit. The user then accrues points based on how many upvotes or downvotes that post gets from other users. It's basically Reddit karma on the blockchain. Those points can essentially function as voting shares, allowing users who have made valued contributions to have more of a say when it comes to making decisions that will affect the community. Because those points exist on the blockchain, their owners have more control over them. They can't easily be taken away and they follow you around. To be sure, this is only one use case, a kind of corporate version of a Web3 concept known as Decentralized Autonomous Organizations, or DAOs, which use tokens to make ownership and decision-making powers more equitable. One example of a DAO is Augur, a decentralized betting platform. NFTs are also another cornerstone of Web3. They're essentially one-of-a-kind cryptocurrency tokens because each of them is unique. They're typically used as certificates of ownership for virtual objects like artwork or basketball clips. This is as opposed to a Bitcoin, one of which is interchangeable with any other Bitcoin. If Web3 boosters are to be believed, the digital scarcity represented by NFTs will allow users of this new internet to exchange everything from video game skins to medical records. So why is there all this Web3 hype all of a sudden? Much of the excitement seems to be coming from the cryptocurrency community, which would obviously benefit from an internet that's more reliant on their technology. Some of the buzz also has to do with a few notable companies, including Reddit, making moves to get a head start on developing Web3 services and platforms. In late October, Coindesk reported that GameStop is trying to hire a head of Web3 gaming and software engineers for an unannounced NFT platform. There's been a lot of discussion about Web3 could augment 
video games by, for example, allowing players to more easily buy and sell in-game items or earn tokens that will give them more power to determine how the game is run. However, The Verge also posited that GameStop might just be throwing around terms like Web3 and blockchain in its job descriptions to inspire the same kind of viral support it enjoyed from alternative investors in January. Uh, perhaps more consequential uh, recent development was the venture capital firm Andreasen Horowitz Web3 lobbying push in Washington, D.C. In early October, the firm, which has invested heavily in cryptocurrency and other blockchain technologies, said it sent executives to Capitol Hill and the White House to promote Web3 as a solution to Silicon Valley consolidation and to propose regulations for the burgeoning virtual ecosystem. The hype around Web3 is entirely measured and reasonable, right? Well, in late October, 28-year-old artist posted a meme entitled Love in the Time of Web3 which features a cartoon couple lying in bed and gazing at the prices of Bitcoin and Ethereum. After billionaire Elon Musk reposted the meme on Twitter and garnered hundreds of thousands of likes, the artist was able to turn the meme into an NFT and sell it for almost $20,000. In other news, there's a group churning out NFTs attached to cartoon apes that aims to be a Web3 streetwear band. One of those cartoon apes recently sold for $3.4 million. So to answer the question, no. So what does Web3 have to do with the metaverse? First off, the metaverse essentially refers to a future internet that consists of three-dimensional spaces in virtual reality where users can interact with one another. It's the reason why Facebook recently changed its name to Meta. Some technologists hope that Web3 will incubate a metaverse that is built using blockchain systems and open standards. And that is run by a network of computers around the world instead of a few big companies. NFTs would facilitate commerce involving items in virtual reality and traditional gatekeepers wouldn't be able to dictate what can and can't go into the metaverse. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg seemed to promote these ideals when he was waxed poetic in a public letter in October about how the metaverse won't be created by one company and will establish a massively larger creative economy that one constrained by today's platforms and their policies. It all sounds nice, though, given how hard Facebook has fought to maintain its dominance in the social media landscape. It seems likely that it will strive to be a powerful institution even in potential Web3 era. So what do you guys think about this? What is Web3 and why are all the crypto people suddenly talking about it? Comment down below and let me know what you think about Web3. Okay, article number three, Bitcoin crushes all-time record with JP Morgan predicting $146,000. Is Bitcoin the new gold? All-time records, the value of Bitcoin hit all-time highs today, trading above $68,000 Tuesday morning and investors are predicting that its rise isn't over yet. The price calmed back down to around $66,700 at the time of writing, but there's still plenty of appetite for Bitcoin, and investors are more enthusiastic about the cryptocurrency's short-term future than ever before. However, as we've seen many times before, it's impossible to predict when exactly the Bitcoin gravy train will run out of steam and start plummeting again. So the new gold? Analysts suspect rising inflation caused by stimulus plans and government spending may be behind the surge of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, including Ether. 
Inflation will see the value of money decrease over time, whereas Bitcoin has a fixed limit on the number of coins which can be created. Susanna Streeter from financial services company Hargreaves Lansdowne told UK newspaper The Evening Standard, in other words, investors are starting to treat Bitcoin like gold, an inflation hedge allowing them to hold on to value long term. Inflation is a major consideration for investors today, and the younger generation of investors often favors cryptocurrency as a hedge over gold. Wilfred Day, the head of trading platform Securitized Capital, told The Guardian, Wall Street is also expecting the trend to continue, with JP Morgan doubling down on its prediction that Bitcoin will eventually rise to a whopping $146,000, according to CNBC. Upgrades. It's not just finance folks who are excited either. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey called for Bitcoin to be the native currency for the internet during an investor's call last week. The digital currency is also about to get its first upgrade in four years called Taproot. The tech allows transactions to gain a new level of privacy and efficiency, laying the groundwork for the smart contracts popularized by Ethereum. How much headroom there still is for the value of Bitcoin remains to be seen. But as inflation is expected to continue to rise, we may see the digital currency keep rallying in the coming months. So what do you think about this? Bitcoin crushes all-time record with JP Morgan predicting $146,000. Is Bitcoin the new gold? Comment down below and let me know what you think. Do you agree or disagree? Do you think gold is still king or do you think Bitcoin is going to take that throne? All right. Uh, let's take a short break just to say thank you to all my subscribers and supporters. Uh, I've been looking at the analytics and I've seen a lot of people uh, listening to the podcast on their iPhone. So thank you so much. You can catch me on Apple uh, podcast. But if you are holding an Android device, you can still catch me on Google podcast and also Spotify. So again, please uh, do what you can by leaving a review and a comment and it will help me greatly. If you are watching on the YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. You can get the video version of these news updates. And remember, these news updates are unbiased. So you'll get for crypto and against crypto. And there will always be no emotion to it. So again, please do your due diligence and do your own research before investing your money. All right. Let's keep on going. Article number four. Polkadot ETFs in Europe outperform Bitcoin, Ethereum, and traditional finance. So exchange-traded products, ETP, are the next big thing for many institutional cryptocurrency investors. In fact, crypto ETFs have captured a huge share of the market with no time. In one such case, crypto-backed ETFs in America and Australia broke several records within days of trading. Surprisingly, throughout October, the top 20 best-performing ETFs in European market were the ones that were backed by cryptocurrencies. Natural gas and Brazilian exchange-traded funds ETFs were at the bottom of the list compiled by Morningstar. Interestingly, the top eight ETFs were backed by the tokens of L1 protocols like Polkadot and Ethereum. At the top was SIBA Polkadot ETS, ETC, which uh, was issued by Siba Bank and began trading on the sixth Swiss exchange in July with 52.8% appreciation. It was followed by Polkadot ETFs by Van Eck and 21 shares, leading to DOT taking center stage by cornering the first three positions. Notably, Ethereum ETFs followed those backed by Polkadot, 
However, Bitcoin ETFs trailed further behind. Much to everyone's surprise, the top-ranking non-crypto ETF was positioned 34th, indicating a rising appetite for institutionalized cryptocurrency investment products. Several European countries have sensed the market opportunity by entering the crypto ETF space early. The U.S. has been quite slow in greenlighting one of its own, with the, the first few Bitcoin futures-backed ETFs launching just last month. That being said, many enthusiasts in the country are now rallying for an Ethereum-backed ETF. The absence of approval for spot BTC ETFs in the U.S. indicates that those backed by Ethereum remain much farther off. And Polkadot ETFs even more so. Either way, looks like it will be Europe taking the lead on this front. So what do you guys think about this? Polkadot ETFs in Europe outperform Bitcoin, Ethereum, and traditional finance. Comment down below and let me know what you think. All right. And let's get on to the last topic. And it's the main one. Inu the money. I became a Shiba Inu millionaire in just six months from a risky $8,000 bet. Now I've retired at the age of 35. A dad has explained how he became a millionaire in just six months after making a risky $8,000 bet on Shiba Inu. The former supermarket warehouse manager named Rob has been able to retire at the age of 35 after investing the popular meme coin. The dad told Fortune how he started trading cryptocurrencies in a bid to build a better future for his partner and son. He became interested in Shiba Inu, which was launched in August 2020, after reading the coin's 28-page white paper when he first came across it. After reading that, I was hooked. I just believed the words, he said. The trader decided to gradually invest $8,000 and expected his holdings to grow. As the value of the coin kept soaring in May, Rob could see his holdings multiplying and said he would check his account every hour to make sure his gains were still there. He said, I come from a quite a poor background. I could never have even fantasized about having this much money, but it wasn't gone. It wasn't a dream. Then the dad cashed out $500,000 worth of Shiba Inu and deposited it into his bank account. Another surge in the coin's value raised Rob's earnings to over $1 million, according to documents reviewed by Fortune. It comes as last week another trader became a millionaire and was even able to buy a house by investing in Shiba Inu. And despite the fact they missed their chance to make much more by cashing in too soon, they said they were happy with the result. Meanwhile, last month, a lucky crypto investor who bought 5,800 pounds Shiba Inu coins shortly after it debuted in 2020 became a billionaire. So the trader who bought about 70 billion Shiba Inu in just one day saw their wealth rocketing to 4 billion pounds in just 14 months. Despite the cases of these lucky individuals, cryptocurrencies are extremely volatile and can be incredibly risky to invest in. Unlike other types of investment, crypto is not regulated, so you don't have protection if things go wrong. One major concern with crypto is that there is no guarantee you'll be able to convert your assets back into cash when you need to. A devastated trader discovered he had lost nearly $500,000 in a cryptocurrency scam. Another investor claimed he convicted convinced his aunt to invest $200,000 in Shiba Inu only for her to lose tens of thousands of dollars in 24 hours. So what do you think about this article? Do you wish that you would have became a Shiba Inu millionaire in just six months from a risky $8,000 bet? Now he has retired at the age of 35. Wow. 
I wish that all of us could retire at the age of 35 just by uh, investing in a risky meme coin like Shiba Inu. Comment down below and let me know if you would take that risk. All right, let's take a look at the prices one last time before we head out. So let's refresh it. And uh, we got BTC at number one, of course. And it looks like it's $67,132. Uh, Ethereum at number two, $4,731. Binance Coin, $631. Cardano at $2.28. Tether, $1. Solana, $238. XRP, $1.25. Polkadot, $50. Dogecoin, $0.27. Cents. And last but not least, USD coin at $1. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Catch me on all social media, all YouTube, all podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or Google and leave your uh, comment down below. Leave a like, share, and subscribe. It does help me out greatly. Until then, please have a great crypto day, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.